Hello and welcome to the Investors Chronicle Companies and Market Show. I am John Human, editor of the Investors Chronicle, joined today by news editor Emma Powell. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Good. And tips editor Algie Hall. How are you, Algie? Jolly good. Yeah, it's good to have you on. A rare treat. Oh, wow. It's always a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Right. So this week's issue is largely devoted to uh, investment trusts. So they're going to be talking... I presume in a lot more detail about the uh, the cover feature in the Personal Finance Funds podcast, which they will record tomorrow. But Algie, you've contributed to that. Yep. You've gone all uh, Phileas Fogg on us. Yes, my annual trip around the world in investment trusts. Indeed. And you've even got as far as reading the book. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And I've um, <laughs> got a quote in there, which I think relates particularly well to stock screens. Well, let's come on to that in a minute. <laughs> That's really the main thrust of uh, of the, the cover features. Let's let's dive straight into news. It's been a busy week, uh, as it has been for a number of weeks. Um, it has. It's been very busy. Well, it's uh, it's kind of Q3s and all sorts of things going on. Right. So what's caught your eye this week, Emma? Big news this week, obviously, with SSE. I think it came out on Tuesday. Obviously, we've had a lot of back and forth amongst the parties on capping energy prices. It looks like finally SSE is buckled under the pressure, some would say. It's agreed terms, actually, between it and NPower of merging its retail business with NPower. Basically, for cost efficiencies, they say, and to kind of reduce capex. I mean, really, I'd see it as a sign of, you know, they're just trying to get in before this price cap happens which last month the government published a draft bill when, um, when you say they're trying to get in before it happens what they're trying to flog this part of the business before well, before yeah. things get worse yeah the price cap would be on standard variable tariffs which is kind of the most common tariff that you know, people are on and they have the highest exposure you know it's higher than british gas um centrica's british gas so they're going to be badly affected by this so what they're doing is this newly merged business would be listed um in the uk separately it would be majority owned by sse shareholders i think it's about 65.6 percent owned by uh sse shareholders at the moment about 55 it's very accurate about but uh yeah they also had half years yeah they did which we've covered in this week's magazine yeah i mean i, I thought the interesting thing here was that the idea that this deal was going to go through any time quickly this, is, will, is this will be drawn out of course it will they've got to get so much regulatory approval for this and and and, and there isn't a lot of support for it either in terms of government well, yeah, exactly. I mean, why do you want to... Surely you're just reducing competition even further. And they've been trying to increase competition in this area. Indeed. So, so as we quote in the bit in the, in the uh, results piece, Ofgem, who I think Tom must have spoken to when he, when he wrote this, have basically said a merger would not be in the consumer's interests. Yeah, exactly. I find it... I mean, this is it's a bold proposal, I think, but it's... I'm not sure whether it'll go through. They've been trying to increase competition. They, they, they have. And these are it, massive retail companies, Power and... An SSE, yeah. So, so we 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 would suggest not uh, banking on that deal going through anytime soon. But we've still got we the shares in the buy. Um, good income, income's a bit more secure. You know, you get a good dividend. But yes, which is reason, reasonably reasonably well covered. Yes, it, it, its coverage has improved. I mean, it's always been slightly thinner than others, but um, it has improved. But yeah, this will be this will run. I think this mm. merger. I've got to say, not selling our Centricus shares has been a regret that I have had. I mean, I look at the share price of these companies. I, I mean, the political risk was always there. I should, we should have just sold them. Mm. And we didn't. Is it going to get worse from here? Can it possibly get worse from here? I mean, these shares have been on a downward trajectory, not just SSE, but Centrica, the whole sector, for a while. 
It has been, and I mean, they they have published this draft bill now, which suggests obviously it's more likely. You know, it's the most tangible thing, tangible bit of news we've had that the price cap will come in. SSE slightly more insulated than Centrica, just because they've got the wholesale and obviously the whole infrastructure business. In, in terms of the the business as yeah, a whole, rather yeah, than just yeah, the UK and plus if they get it. rid of. Well, SSE shareholders are still going to be majority owning a, a UK kind of retail company. But I, don't know, I mean, you, you also buy these shares surely for the income, not mm. just for the I wonder, though, do we need to start preparing ourselves for an earlier than expected general election? No, it's only the political wrangles well, it, well, indeed, going on this week. Indeed, I mean, that does sort of throw the cat amongst the pigeons because, you know, the Tories are trying to manage this in what you would, could suggest is a reasonably uh, market-friendly way. God knows what a general election could bring. We're definitely going scare, wouldn't it, until we knew the outcome. In which case, you could see the share prices getting much worse of these type of companies. And actually, I think you could see them getting a lot worse for a number of companies. Travel, you know, yeah, no, no. D- domestic yeah. transport, for example, which we've been quite bearish on for some time. Well, yeah. Well, we could, and we could be right politically, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. No, we no, we could be, but yeah, no, indeed. I, I mean, we generally don't go too deep into the world of Who politics knows? here <laughs> on the uh, the Investors Chronicle. But yeah, no, it is. I mean, it is kind of ridiculous what's going on in the background <laughs> of managing the country. <laughs> what are your stories? Let's talk about Aldermore. Aldermore, yes, the latest challenger bank. Because obviously. we because we had all these challenger banks coming to market and it was all great, and and now they're all sort of disappearing again very yes. quickly. Well, there was there was Shawbrook, One Savings Bank, Aldermore. Those were the big three, and you know they did very well. Obviously, came off a bit around the referendum, but did very well. Managed to kind of uh, ride out the whole tax relief changes on buy to let mortgages very well um obviously shawbrook was bought out and taken private by its majority shareholder pollen capital and now Aldermore, uh the board have recommended uh, an offer from first rand which is actually south africa's biggest financial services provider um it's an all-cash offer 313p shares are trading around that now um so you've done very well we had on a buy tip again if you followed that buy tip you'll have made i think it's about 70 percent up so not bad not yeah, bad it's all right um but, okay, so so the question would be, why are they setting out now? I mean, they, they haven't put up a lot of resistance, let's put it that way. Well, they, well no. I mean, actually, I mean, actually, they put up no resistance. No resistance. <laughs> yeah, they put up no resistance. Um, I mean, Philip Monks, the, the chief exec, is going to stay on as this um, as, as leading the, the Oldermore business, which first round are going to combine their, their motor finance business with, because they've only got a very small exposure to the UK, so they really want to, uh, you know, diversify a bit more into the UK. So they, they want to get involved in UK motor finance? Well, that will be part of the business. It's second-hand car <laughs> finance. <laughs> yeah. But obviously they'll have old Because oh, well. we have talked about the UK motor market yes, quite course, recently. It's not course. looking yeah. great. No. Um, but they'll be doing that. I mean, one presumes it will be taken private. Um, obviously, the Oldermore were going to pay a dividend also this year. Now they've pretty much said we're not going to pay that dividend. Um, well, I mean, that, that entirely depends upon how the, this takeover progresses. We've seen, yeah. obviously, with, with some other takeovers that have become protracted dividends that were due that we might thought we thought we might not get, you do get because the... Yeah, although they did actually say, Aldermore, um, because any dividend that's declared now, now they've come out with this offer proposal, uh, will be kind of subtracted from the actual price you receive. So they said, well, I think somebody at the company said to me... Um, we don't believe, obviously, it'll be in the best interest of shareholders because you kind of get that firm cash. I mean, 
Which sounds sort of bizarre, but they, there you go. Said. There you go. Okay, so, uh, but they haven't put up much resistance. What's their exposure to buy to let? I think it's about half their loan book. It's it's definitely the fastest growing part of what they do. Um, it's it's really why they've managed to grow their loan book so much. They should, cons- should we not be worried though? I mean, okay, we're not worried. They're going, but Bytelet has you know has has obviously lots of hurdles, lots of challenges that have been introduced over the past few years in terms of government policy. The housing market is looking a bit shaky, and we've had some figures out around the London market today, which which are not really. That's encouraging. Yeah, that's what I think I say in the in the piece. Um, it's about 1.8 times the, of net tangible assets to take out multiple, which some people have said, oh, you know, that's not overly generous considering it's traded above that, you know, historically. But actually, if you consider the housing market maybe becoming overheated, they've also got exposure to asset finance. I know that's an area that some uh, lenders are getting out of because, um, you know, risk it's gotten very competitive and risk isn't being priced properly within that market. So if you consider that it has exposure to some of these areas and you have concerns about that, then actually it looks quite decent. Mm. The fact they're they're paying one point eight times the tangible assets for it. I think this is I think this is yeah, a fair deal for shareholders to be honest. You have to find your new sex room, there's not not much left of it. Oh, exactly. I mean, talking of housing, persimmon on the same page as the Audemore story. I mean, the the, the 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 house builders have had a had a difficult week. Yeah, Red Row come out today, Thursday. They're saying a similar thing with the new sales. Obviously, persimmon saying their new build sales are kind of flattening off. Jonas has actually downgraded them. Has he now? Yes. That is a see. Jonas is, is you know he's he ridden, loves he's, ridden he's ridden this he's he's ridden this hard and it, it, over the past few years we've said come on Jonas this is getting silly. No, he's stuck to his guns, generally yeah. speaking, and he's been right, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. I think I think what he found, it, he said it was quite, you know, quite a thin trading statement, and they, it was more about what they didn't mention, so anything to do with dividends and things like that, that he found maybe a bit suspicious. So, yeah, up up on the tip, but I think he, he found now that sales were kind of flattening out that it was time to withdraw. Wow. That's, uh, you know, the, yeah. the Jonas selling the house builder signal, that's a, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean the the market's so I mean it's been nervous for quite 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 a while hasn't it? Well, we a few have. years we you've, have. Seen, you've seen them house builders move around a lot because they've been at top evaluations for the sector and the sector sector is cyclical so people are just waiting to see if um things turn down. People forget about cyclicality, don't they? They for, yes, but I think when I the mean, house builders you've seen, it's so you've seen enough, you've seen yeah. enough cycles out, you know you know what happens. You, you get know. to think yeah. it's just normal, don't you? Because yes. you just think, well it's always been this way that I can remember, forgetting that obviously definitely near the top of the cycle it's definitely not always been this way from what i can remember <laughs> maybe just from a personal point of view i mean how, how, i mean they are better managed than they were to be fair at, at the time of the last crash when, when they've had a when great they've had a, a great kind of last you know it's almost 10 years isn't it they mm. well since well since the credit crash the, a- the conditions that estab- were established after in the rubble that was left they've um built on very um very nicely. A long, that's a long cycle, though. Ten years is a long cycle. Yes, yeah. Maybe we are seeing the end of it. Who knows? Who knows? That's the thing. Who knows? It's um. We'll, we'll know. We'll know after it's happened. Well, indeed, we, indeed we will. The I mean, sad truth. Indeed, we will. But there are signs that that, that there is general nervousness around. The We've also got the budget around. obviously coming up in two weeks, so you don't know if there'll be any sweeteners in there for them then. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had obviously some sweeteners recently in terms of the extension of uh, helps buy. Um, but yeah, how much more can they actually really do? 
we do need lots more houses in this country. Well, yeah, but, um, yeah. It's not it's not the demand issue that's the the problem, is it? No, no. Okay, the house builders, be careful. Challenger banks, you don't really have to worry about it anymore. Well, you haven't got many left, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh... what, what else have we got, Emma? Foot asylum. We did talk about this briefly last week. We've got some more meat on the bone this week. Har- yeah. Harriet's had a good look at this. I was sceptical, but only because of a, a strange dot-com hangover around trainer companies. But Harriet's looked at this in more detail, and she, she's a little bit sceptical about the latest flurry of, of retail IPOs that have hit the market. Yeah, it's difficult to know. Actually, coincidentally, Foot Asylum, it, so it floated, I think, this way, it'll start trading this week, but it's um, its shares are up about a fifth already in the first week. But um, yeah, I mean, both Harriet and, and I, I think, are, you know, think it's a bit of a crowded marketplace. I'm not really sure. It is hard to stand out. I mean, they do just sell trainers. Yeah, people like trainers. They do, but... God, we talked so much about trainers last week. Um, However, I I think the interesting thing to perhaps consider here is that we we wrote a piece about IPOs quite recently. Uh, One one takeaway I really, really... uh, that really, you know, stuck in my mind from that was as you get towards the end of an IPO cycle, your quality starts to deteriorate. The businesses that you get, tend, yeah, they, they can sort of fall into the me too category. Um, they're not the high quality ones. And, and, I, and, and I think Harriet's kind of exploring that idea with I mean, this. In, interestingly, from that perspective, ASOS was one of the few um, com- dot coms to float after the bubble burst, quite soon after the bubble burst. And, um, and that's gone on to do great things from that perspective. But yeah, now, now it's the flavour of the day. Along with companies like Boohoo, etc. So, Boohoo, Boohoo seems they seem to be doing okay, though. Yeah, Boohoo's uh, Hotel Chocolat, Jules is another one. Both, both um, quite recent floats. Both done very well. I still don't get Jules. Yeah, it's kind of like I, I just don't get it. I don't. I mean, I know I know them. I know their shops. I, I I occasionally go on holiday to Southwold. I see them there. I don't understand their products. I don't think I'm their target customer. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think not. <laughs> No, I, I think the other thing Harriet's pointing to here is that that it's become quite incestuous. This uh, this little retail yes, marketplace. Yes, there's a lot of between JD Sports, Foot Asylum, Quiz. There's a lot of NEDs and kind of people involved. All uh, the same people. Same yeah, names and same families and actually. Same families. Children. Yeah. Some of them involved. So yeah. And uh, Harriet's Harriet's exploring Mike Ashley's influence on the uh, the UK retail well, yeah. at the moment as He's well, which is in, extraordinary. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Yeah, I think I think maybe we've had some results this week from Marks and Spencer, which were okay. They were a bit ropey. Bit ropey. Sainsbury's today, bit ropey. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe the you know this this long threatened consumer slowdown is is really starting to happen now, and yet you've got companies launching into it in terms of new new IPOs. Be careful. God, is is this the be careful episode? <laughs> Okay, yes. let's throw all caution to the wind and go on a on a round the world journey. Yes, in let's all do sorts it. of ancient Spiffing. forms of transport, <laughs> but not balloons. Not balloons. No. <laughs> Phineas Fogg did he did go on a sledge which was powered by sails. Which, okay. Um, that that and and he he did he jumped um he he jumped a broken bridge on a train which he which was described as like flying. But um, I That's don't think he ever sure, actually sh- left the ground for a very long period of time. Surely the physics of that are impossible. 
Uh, it's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Which you read in full, just to make your piece that much better. Well, yeah, so, yeah. so your contribution to the Investment Trust uh, feature, as it has been for a number of years, yes. is basically looking at some of the best investment trusts that give you the kind of exposures, uh, a global exposure, going through all the, the regions that, that Phileas Fogg and Passapartou would have, uh, yeah, would have visited, through. but not in a balloon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> most other forms of transport but most other why is it why is it that he likes balloons why why do we associate Phyllis Fogg with balloons well, well I, I kind of think there's a crisp packet um, with a famous a business packet, reinvention yeah. which um, yeah they, they rebranded as Phyllis Fogg Chris and they used a balloon to, yeah. to put them in which is perhaps something to do with the film isn't it the old David Niven film possibly in which he does travel by balloon but that's nothing to do with the book <laughs> Anyway, let's let's talk about the screen. What you have actually done as well, you've, you've taken his fictional returns from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went all out this year. You went all out. I compared the fictional 80-day um, cumulative return from uh, the screen with his 80-day return, which you, um, after costs wasn't You, you really wasn't are an extraordinary geek. Uh, <laughs> this is why we love you. You can do this with our works of fiction. <laughs> Could be a theme. <laughs> well, Phineas Fogg, though, he, he's We've, a very interesting fictional character because character, he's the kind of archetypal investor type that people would ideally want to be. Well, you know, as investors, probably not as people. But um, often people um, look to fictional characters, Dr. Spock from Star, Tra- Star Trek, as being kind of this supremely rational being who could... Um, you know, her, hold his nerve unemotionally when, um, you know, markets are gyrating. The perfect whatever. investor. But um, Fogg is very much that kind of unemotional, rationist type person. A real risk taker as well. But, um, yeah. But anyway, enough of the fiction. Right, enough of the fiction. <laughs> let's, no, let's, let's, get, let's, get, let's get to the fact, indeed. So, 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 so basically, this portfolio is not about taking risks. These have been well screened with your usual rigor. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the the the, the, the screen um, is it's not it's not a kind of you know, it's, in no way does it try to keep risk down. It's um, but it it just looks at um, two key you know theoretical determinants of um, future performance, which are momentum and value, and then blends them, and then um, goes around the world selecting investment trusts on that basis. Okay, so let's well, let's talk about a couple of them. Well, so, so eight investment trusts. Eight investment. I, I think. I think the most interesting thing, probably from um, you know, from what John Barron's actually also been saying this feature, and what more more people have been saying in general is that um, when when I did the screen of um, all geographies before, kind of just choosing ones from different geographies, all the highest rated rated um, trusts were, or in, most most of them were investing in the UK. And amongst those, it's really UK smaller companies trust, which are very domestically focused, which look when you the say most hi- attractive. When you say highest rated, you mean that they came out with the best scores in they terms can, of the yeah, screen, but, but not, not, ranking, not, not rated in terms of being expensive. No, no, sorry, not rated. Yeah, just, just to rank, clarify, just, that. It's, a, it's a ranking system. Yes, this yes. screen, so they were the most highly ranked, like sort of Greenblatt type approach. It, yeah, exactly. It borrows from some of his um, methodology, but um, so they, so um, they, they've been performing well, but they look relatively cheap based on um, their discount to the net asset value. That the why? Trust holds. Why would UK trust be cheap right now? Well, who can think? <laughs> 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 uh, but I mean, the, funnily though, last year we had um, we had a similar situation with lots of European investment trusts, 
Um, and and the and the screen picked out a smaller company's European trust, and everyone then was thinking about all the all the, the politics, all the upcoming upcoming elections, the possible impact of Brexit, and everyone was hugely scared of Europe. And obviously, those fears can um, turn out to be a reality in the future. So I mean, it's you know, there's not sure fired, but o- often. Um, the market can be proved wrong in its fears and like the general direct, the actual underlying momentum, if that disagrees with them, you know, what the valuation is telling you about the fear factor can be very profitable. Within, with those European trusts last year, the TR European Growth Fund, this fund that the screen selected, it put in a stunning performance, about 53%, I think it, it did in just a year, which was incredible. And actually at the time, interesting, the manager of that fund couldn't believe how his the shares of the fund were being um, valued, and he was um, busy borrowing money to buy back his own stock. When you say couldn't believe how they were, they were being valued, the, presumably that's a huge discount. Yeah, he thought, he's thought, he's thought this is ridiculously cheap. The stocks that I'm buying are ridiculously cheap. What do I do? I'm going to borrow some money and buy a whole load of my own shares. And he's shot the lights out. Mm. out. So, so this year, that, that, uh, that torch passes to the UK. It, well, yeah, that, that's one which looks most attractive. But then again, you know, if, if the fears are substantiated... Um, then, you know, but people overdo things in terms of when, when, when there's an obvious, something obvious to be pessimistic about, the market tends to overdo it. The, the same is true. I mean, tends to. It's, it's a cognitive bias. It's classic cognitive bias. Yeah. I mean, and it works at both ends of the, the kind of valuation spectrum. Yeah. yeah. When there's something to worry about, people worry too much. When there's an opportunity to be grasped, people get too enthusiastic. Yes. But, but also equally with some, with some stocks, um, you know, when, when, when we look at, um, things like earning upgrades, what you know? What what you see is quite often um, people don't get enthusiastic enough. People come hold off, and then and then they get over over enthusiastic towards the end and start pricing in the comfortable coming upgrades. And then you get then you know if a company doesn't say I'm beating expectations, a la JD Sports early in the year. Um, which just said, I think it was meeting expectations. The shares tank because well, the did, ratings got so ahead of itself. They, they did tank, but then they came out with some decent numbers fairly shortly yeah. afterwards, and yeah. the shares. Yeah, took off again. Yeah, yeah, and and also you know you can say the same with companies like Ashdad. You know, lot, lot, lots of these Ashdad, the hire company. A lot of these companies which um, have been pushed to quite extreme valuations on the fact that they upgrade, 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 upgrades. They're just very sensitive to any news which is even vaguely um, pessimistic. But it means there's a long way to ride as the market kind of, you know. It gets into a state of fever. I mean, what, what, what struck me about some of the trusts you've picked out is that, that they are. I mean, it, you know, even uh, even some of the, the kind of more popular areas, they're not overly expensive. So you can buy the assets of these trusts at, at a discount to to their market value. Yeah. Moment. I mean, that's that's quite extraordinary. Given, well, given we are in what is, you know, some may argue the tail end of a very long and over-exuberant bull market. Well, yeah, but I mean... It- Again, it should you know dis- the discounts. Um, also, anyone who's looking at these trusts, they should check the discounts when you know when they get the magazine because they can move around quite substantially. Um, and so, hopefully, the value will still be there that's in the tables. But they, you know, they need to double check. But um, I, yeah, discounts have come in in general, though. And um, I mean, the thing with discounts, you know, they they can always go wider. So. Um, you know, you, you look at you look at the routes at the moment. You have some routes now. I think I think Intu's trading on a fifty percent discount or something. So you know, you, you can look at a ten percent discount and think you know there's value there. And, well, and a 50, pay the discount game, but you've got to always remember they can they can blow out really quickly when f- um, things go wrong. Fifty percent discount is quite extreme. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you normally you normally have other things going on in the background, like you know, 
there being, you know, quite a lot of gearing or something like that. Well, I mean, what, what are the factors you're looking for? So, I mean, as I say, you know, discounts seems to they, they stand out. The discounts on the trust you so, pick, they all seem to be trading at a discount. I mean, yeah, well, it, it, it's um, a prerequisite for the screen that you own, the trust will only qualify if it's trading at a discount. But what, what the discount, what it's looking for is a discount, or, or it ranks stocks higher if the discount is um, high compared to its history, because different trusts will have a different average discount just because they'll have different characteristics. So people may um, be scared of investing in emerging markets. So all those trusts will have a wider discount mm. than um, something investing in the US, let's say. Um, and, and so so what you do, you look, you look at where the discount is compared with its average over the last year in the case of this screen. Yeah. I mean, some of the trusts that I know that are very popular, things like Scottish Mortgage, for example, yeah. rarely you will find them trading at a discount. Yes, yeah, and so and so and so it'll look cheap when it's kind of on a one percent discount on on the measure that is used in the screen, which is it's, it's actually it's called a Z score, which is a statistical, which, which is confusing thing. because there is another Z score, which is yes, uh, the means something Z completely score, different, which, yeah, which is which is better companies and about yeah about their ability to pay their bills. Yes, no, I've looked at that before. Um, okay, so Algae, give us a, give us a pick. Well, one one that I was particularly there, there are actually two in here which um, uh, kind of caught my eye particularly. Standard Life UK smaller companies, run by someone called Harry Nemo, who's run it for ages. He, he recently he, presented an event of ours. Yeah, he uses a, um, a, a kind of a stock screening system called the Matrix to heavily inform what he I love does. That. Love that. <laughs> and he, his track record's phenomenal. And um, and yeah, so he's um. And he's he's been doing brilliantly um, uh, this year as well. So, um, but anyway, he he was the top performing UK UK trust, and um, and you can still pick that up at a nice nice little discount. Well, yeah, you you can. I mean, again, just you know, double check it. Um, you know, readers should double check the discount that it's actually on in case it, in case it's moved in, in in the interim. But yes, well, yeah, I know I know definitely. it's in his top ten holdings. There, he has Fever Street Drinks as his largest. Oh holding. yeah, yeah, he's not he's not scared of um you know a bit of earnings momentum like we we're talking about earlier. Well, I you, mean that's that's a key factor in his um in the way he screens. Well, yeah, mean, you, Fever you, Tree and um, NMC. That I mean that's really shot the lights out this year it's had a good week this week actually yeah uh, up 10 percent this week Uh, no fever tree you mentioned in seven days emma i mean uh, they had some uh yeah some new numbers upgraded again they've upgraded their full year profit and and you can buy the shares for only 60 times earnings (laughs) what a bargain (laughs) you can you can buy the uh you can buy the tonic for only 70 times what the what the supermarket that's that's not entirely true I, I exaggerate. We to, could create a new ratio, though, on that basis. Yeah, my my, <laughs> my favourite company uh, in the world, Adams, has just launched its own range of tonics. Yes, yeah, and yeah. It, it, this to me is a big worry about a company like this. I mean, how easily replicated is is what they do? Is this is this going to be a flash in the pan? Are, are they, you know, are they going to yeah, get basically? At, our new competitors going to come in and and and, I, and and eat some of what they're doing. I suppose the hope is because they're so capital light and they don't actually. Um, or to my, I, I, my, from what I know of them, they they've um, outsourced all the manufacturing and things like that. They should they could p- potentially j- just roll the brand out across the world with similar success. There's still a lot of room I know to grow in North America. Julie was saying who, who covers the company. Yeah. So even if they do saturate the kind of UK European market, maybe they can go across there. Yeah, any brand that becomes big in the states is you know gold yeah. but i mean obviously yeah will it do it or won't it i've got to admit i've gone off gin a bit recently i think i've just drunk too <laughs> bloody much of it. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, okay, yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned you like two. What's the other well, one? Well, the, the other one which stood out for me um, was uh, the Henderson Alternative Strategies Trust. I, now, I did look at the discount on this one. It, see, it looked like it had come in, unfortunately, um, quite a bit since uh, since we had, I actually... Um, screened it um and like you know it can't that that's the thing it can just be you know a day or two you know two and it, it can just move about but that's but that's fine if you, you put it on your on your watch list and and just what keep an eye on the discount and come in, come well, back yeah, when exactly. you know take the yeah. plunge when when it when it hits a level you like absolutely but uh, but the i mean the interesting thing about this is this is a, um a very diversified portfolio which um may explain why people have been less interested in it recently because the diversity means it may, you know, underperform a pure equity portfolio because equity's been doing so well um, during during the bull market. So, um, uh, so, so potentially overlooked. It's got a continuation vote coming up. Um, it does have a discount um, target, which um, w- uh, when I wrote it up, it was um, it wasn't meeting. And it's in, invests in a lot of um, really quite interesting asset classes, which could, if the markets turn. May um may may protect investors, and so, I mean, so it could be in a kind of insurance policy type investment. It, yeah, it's got it's, it's an insurance quality element to it. It's not, it's not, you know, it, it invests in long and short hedge funds. It's reduced, but it used to, it, it does have private equity as well, although it's re- been reducing that recently. Um, but it, yeah, so it should, it could be more resilient. Um, if markets fall, definitely, it looks, it looks that way. And um, I mean, you know, who know who knows if markets will fall, but there there well, are they will, several. They will. They will in the end. At one, at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, there 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 there, there are um, substantive reasons to be nervous about markets. I think at at, at the moment. Well, I would but, um, I would tend to agree. I presume you've read my editorial. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, of it's, course. It's a required reading at the Investors Chronicle. Well, this, well especially Bitcoin is. Yeah, we've got. Yeah, well, I kind of explained it beyond Bitcoin this week, but no, I, yes, I, you no, know, no, I, I spoke I to someone this week who, you know, he's well, he's a well-known investor, and he's basically saying, yeah, the equities. He said, and I think he's probably right that there is a degree of complacency about valuations. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, the, the we, we we all know valuations will not cause the market to fall, but they will contribute to the fall when it does happen. And mm. also, they are they are something which means a fall. If something else happens, a fall can happen. They you know they they're the setup, if you like. And and, and we haven't got many of the other worrying factors that you'd um, look for um, for a market fall, but we definitely have an issue with valuations in the market, and that's enough to. Um, you know, do some pretty bad damage. Yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing that I noticed this week that I thought was really interesting was the launch of this new uh, futures contract uh, from the, uh, the ICE, ICE, for the Fangs, the, yeah. for the Fangs. And, you know, I, I mean, the, the Fangs, yeah, they, of course, they're massive, interesting companies. Uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix. I, I use them, of course, we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there is, there is a, a kind of a suspicion that the investors have got a bit carried away. ICE said that they'd, they'd launched this this futures contract and index in response to customer demand, and it basically would allow you to keep buying them on margin. And that kind of the kind of guy I, I hear that just terrifies yeah, me. Yeah, no, it's scary stuff. That it? that really does terrify. Having said that, um, Apple this week have come out with some numbers. Yeah, push the shares again to an all time high, so it keeps going and going and going. Mm. But but Apple as a as a share has never looked expensive. Never have they looked expensive. And I guess that's the reason we we continue to back them. Yeah, you know, we would actually 
encourage a more even an even more concentrated approach to buying the fangs which is don't bother just buy apple <laughs> mm. I, I think well in terms of our recommendations yeah, absolutely that's it isn't it absolutely but, um yeah no yeah and, and it's, yeah some of the valuations are very high and you know you, 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 there's a lot there's a lot for those businesses to do to ultimately in the future justify them but i mean you know amazing amazing companies obviously oh and twitter's one of the uh fang plus companies in this index Really? I, do, I do. I do wonder about that company. I mean, you know, we all use Twitter, but you know, it's, it's really increasing the character limit from one forty to two eighty, like a game changer. <laughs> Actually, another one of the companies in the index talking to Scottish mortgages, Tesla, and Tes- Tesla's had a pretty rough, uh, rough couple of weeks. Share prices looking a bit shaky, and Scottish mortgages have been obviously under pressure to justify their investment there. But hey, who knows? We've long held a view on electric cars is that it might be somebody else, one of the mainstream that. That wins out in the end. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. Well, and also, it's easy to be sceptical about, you know, companies with high valuations, which are kind of making their own markets and going, you know, doing something new. Mm. And it's and it can be harder to be, you know, the the optimist who's saying it is going to continue to be as good as it is now and better. And um, Scottish Mortgage have made huge amounts of money for their investors. It's been a great by being that optimist. A great, a great investment, and and lots of our readers love it. I mean, you know, we do a, we do a survey every year. We ask people what investment trust they love. Scottish Mortgage always comes out on top. Yeah, always comes out on top. Yeah, and it's Extremely got a very clear popular. view of what it's doing. Yeah, and it is uh, more, and, and it is more than just Tesla as well. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course it is. All right. Thank you, Algie. That's, uh, it's fantastic. A uh, really interesting feature. Uh, and, and it's actually encouraged me to go off and read 80 Days Around the World. Do it. I can recommend it highly. I've got to get through this Japanese crime novel I'm reading first. <laughs> it's going to take me for ages. It's going to take me for ages. It's going to take me a while. It's heavy going. <laughs> um, thank you, Emma, for your, uh, for your insights into the, to the news this week. As I say, the, the main thrust of the magazine is investment trust this week and they will be talking about that in more detail tomorrow on the pf and funds podcast a world of wealth trade the globe with investment trust which you can do you really can do they can give you amazing exposures plenty more in the magazine phil oakley has completed his three uh, articles on uh, dividend investing with a look at companies with the potential to grow their dividends which is perhaps one of the most important approaches to dividend investing uh, that there is uh, john barron as algie alluded to has, has updated his portfolio with uh, with a particular look at the uk and its prospects plenty more in the news section Results are cranking up again, so there's quite quite a lot to uh, t- to get to grips with there. Thank you for listening. Uh, pick up the magazine in all good news agents for Pound ninety. Or get on the website and subscribe. And we'll uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.